Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of True Balance International and TransformationGoddess.com. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. Today, it's my honor to introduce you to Namaste More. Namaste is the founder of SOFT, the School of Feminine Transformation, and the creator of Occupy the Feminine, a movement of women choosing to consciously occupy their feminine essence. She is a public speaker, educator, and coach, using her unique gifts, juicy insight, and humor to inspire transformation. A wife and mother of eight, she is also a Reiki master, law of attraction practitioner, and wisdom keeper for women's mysteries. Namaste's gift is in being a catalyst for the actualization of your essence in a way that soothes the soul and nourishes your being, pleasurably and ecstatically. Wow, I absolutely love reading your bio, Namaste. <laughs> Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm so happy you're here. Oh my gosh, thank you, Shan. I'm so honored and privileged to be here with you. I'm, I'm really excited. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love <laughs> to begin. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of in that very um, happy space after reading your bio. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I met this woman and we get to talk today. <laughs> so I would love to begin by having you tell us about your relationship with the divine. Well, you know, it's very interesting that you would ask that question. My relationship with the divine began when I was very young. Um, I've always had an affinity for spiritual things, and I've always just felt very connected to my creator. My idea of who that person was, who that being was, expanded over the years. So now that I have a, a, a belief that the divine is both masculine and feminine, and that I embody a facet of the divine. In other words, divine is made actualized through me. Mm. And so that means we have this kind of in love type of relationship, you know, very much, very similar to the relationship between uh, a man and woman. We, we create things together. We make things greater than the sum of their parts by uh, the physical element of it. And I am the way that the divine makes that happen. How do you support men and women with reconnecting their divine feminine and masculine and connecting to their heart's desires? Um, I, I, I put a lot of energy into that. I have a lot of clients, you know, male and female clients, and they tend to desire to see their longings, their passions actualized. And I believe that it is in those longings and desires that they connect to the divine. So one of my things is in helping women and men connect to each other. A lot of times there is a, a place of disconnect. Men feel like, you know, uh, women don't want their masculine essence. Their who they are is not uh, an expression of the divine unless they're coming from a very feminine space. And women frequently feel... Um, 
like they're not appreciated for what they're bringing to the table. And so how I help them reconnect to their uh, heart's desires is by bringing that back, bridging that gap to each other, because most of us want a juicy and delicious relationship and to be able to have amazing sex. And so if I can reconnect men and women to each other, I believe that sparks that connection to the divine. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more, and I'm just really happy to know that you're doing this work. There are so many disconnects, and often, I, I wish I could remember who to credit this to, but I, I was talking with somebody within the last six months who said that oftentimes women treat men like their girlfriends who are behaving badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, instead of instead of realizing that that's really not what's going on at all. And, and, the, uh-huh. and so if you'd like to speak to that, please, please do, because that seemed to resonate. Yeah, it's, well, it does, because it is often because as women, we no longer have a community of women. If you look at uh, indigenous cultures, you frequently see women in community together. They, they experience moon time together. They cook together. They raise their children together. And we don't tend to have that. In our, uh, you know, first world countries, we tend to be more insular. And because we can't connect to our sisters in profound and trusting ways, we don't trust each other as women frequently, we began to look to meet that need for feminine collaboration from our significant others. And it puts them in an unfortunate position because they don't think like we think. They don't have the same needs that we have, and they don't relate to us in the same way that we relate one to another. And so it makes it very difficult for them to give us what we need when we come to them with that, I kind of want you to be my girlfriend kind of thing. And at the same time, we're frustrated with them for not meeting that need. And it frustrates them because they want to make us happy. So it becomes a kind of, you know, catch 22. And, you know, I think if we learn how to develop our relationships with each other, not as a antagonist to our relationships with men, not as a pushback, you know, men are horrible, so let's just have women, but as a, a celebration of that or, or even something that can add to our relationships to our significant others, um, everything just kind of gets back in balance. I, I agree. I, I've been married now for almost 21 years this October. and Congratulations. One, thank you. Thank you. And I am... Oh man, what a gift, what a blessing that that my husband and I found each other. His name is Thomas, that we found each other and that that even after all of these years, I still mm-hmm. receive love notes and unconditional love and hugs and and I wake up every morning to good morning beautiful and I, there are days, mm-hmm. namaste, that I just pinch myself that, oh, my goodness, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm so grateful. I'm just so, so grateful. And I, and I know that a part of that, a part of the, the uh, success of, of our relationship is that I don't expect him to hold everything for me. I don't expect him mm-hmm. to uh, meet every single one of my needs as as a woman that I, that I know that there are different different relationships that I have you know sacred containers of relationship that are mm-hmm. outside that are outside of my marriage and yeah. it's been it's just been 
if, if anybody listening could just even start there, that right. <laughs> your, <laughs> your beloved is not responsible for, for every single piece of, of your puzzle of, of containing right. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of times we can feel like that we want that knight in shining armor, you know, who slays mm -hmm. every dragon that would possibly come into our experience. And the interesting thing is that, you know, my husband, um, he deals a lot with men. And one of the things that he always says is, if I have the faith of you as my wife, if I know that you believe in me, I will take that mountain. I will go and try to slay that dragon for you. I will do anything. So it's in the heart of the beloved is frequently that desire to fix it for us. Mm -hmm. and, and instead of us kind of trying to put that on them, if we can own our own empowerment by saying, you know what, this is just my experience right now. I'm just freaking out or mad or sad or whatever it is that I'm experiencing. And I'm, I'm a large enough and expansive enough container that I can, I can hold this. Or I have other resources that I can use. Um, I don't have to try to have my beloved become a more feminine container for me. You right, know? right. Yeah. Oh. Well, let's. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell right now that you and I could talk for hours and hours uh, about, about this subject for sure. But what, what I'd really like to share with our listeners is a, a little bit more about you personally and and maybe you could share a, a story of personal transformation that you've experienced in at the last year or so. Yeah, in the last year, gosh, there's been so much transformation in my life. Um, my beloved stopped working in corporate, and so now we, we run our business together full-time, and, and that's been a huge, hugely transformative and and a way to step into a different area of our relationship, working together and, and really seeing that masculine and feminine flowing together in business, which is really juicy and yummy. Um, I've been playing with different types of energy. Like so often the sense of power um, that I get an, uh, an inkling about or a feeling about as I go through the world and I listen to like society and, and different empowerment things is all about, you know, flowing or expansion. And so I've been playing and, and seeing, you know, what, what about the, the other side of that pole? What about contraction? Mm -hmm. You know, what about pulling in sometimes and not being so externally focused? And, and what about, you know, yes, we're strong women, but what about weakness? Mm. You know, as being a component of who we are and embracing that. I, I recently hurt my ankle, and, and, uh, and so it meant that when I go grocery shopping, I'm in one of those little motorized carts, and I was really struggling with that, you know, that feeling of, oh, my goodness, I'm in this little motorized cart, and, you know, am I sick? I'm not sick. I'm not that sick. You know, my ankle's not that bad. You know, I can, I can do this. And then I realized that what I was struggling with was the feeling of being weak. Right. You know, and and being okay with that, like not pushing forward past that. I don't want to feel weak, but acknowledging that as a facet, no less divine, no less goddess, you know, a facet of my humanity and something that I could actually find a place of pleasure in even and being like, huh, I just can't do it. And that's okay. And not only is that okay, I'm good with that, you know, <laughs> right, I'm playing right. with that, you know. <laughs> wow, so, and, the, and so. the fact that you actually use the motorized cart, bravo, because I can't, you know how many women would just soldier on and just 
put mm-hmm. themselves through and suffer and possibly injure mm-hmm. themselves even worse? Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I felt that way. It was like, I, I, you know, we came into the store and I was with um, one of my older sons and he's 16 and, and I was with my beloved. And my husband said, well, why don't you use the card? And I was like, those cards are for the elderly and those are really really medically unable to do stuff. That is not me. <laughs> <laughs> that is not me. I'm fine, you know. And he looked at me and he said, no, those cards are for people who should not be on their feet, and that yeah. is you. And I just kind of stood there and I looked at him and I kind of pouted a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 the the gentleman at the store came over. The clerk came over, and he said, well, "Let me show you how to do it," which made me even more embarrassed. Sure. You know, and and um and so finally, I just was like, "Well, you know what? Let me. I have this thing. I call it leaning in. So I'm uncomfortable with this. Let me lean into it, and let me just kind of drop this in." And so I was like, "I'm really uncomfortable with this," but I did it, and I you know I was driving a little cart around and feeling really awkward about it, and, and I just kind of stay with the curiosity about that. Like, why am I uncomfortable with this? Why is this so challenging to me right now? What is this? And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I ask for help, yeah. but I realize that asking for help when it's optional, like, oh, could you help me with the dishes, or oh, could you, you know, help me get the groceries out the car, or whatever, that's one thing. Asking for help because I really can't do it myself. Uh-huh is a lot more um, humbling and vulnerable. Yeah, it is. And I had been playing with the energy of vulnerability, and and I had put it out there to the universe. I was saying, you know, how can I be more vulnerable? I think I'm pretty vulnerable. I don't feel very guarded as I go through the world. So, you know, how can I have more vulnerability? And then I hurt my ankle, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so, so yeah, so being weak and, and feeling that weakness and saying, you know, so my quote was, you know, sometimes you're going to be okay. You're going to be weak. Yeah. And that's okay. Lean into it. Don't feel like I have to express this strong, fierce femininity or feminine energy that's, you know, more of the warrioress or the queen, you know, kind of goddess energy all the time. Be okay with but sometimes that you're fragile at times or you're weak at times or you're not, you don't feel as strong all the time. And that's okay. Right. It is. You know? It really, so it really is really okay. Powerful to me. It, yeah. It, it sounds like it. And, and that's the thing. As we, as we come to be more comfortable in, in our own mind, body, and soul, we can make those choices and we can be aware of them and kind of look at that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Just a few years ago, I wouldn't have handled that that way, and, right. and now, now, <laughs> now I'm allowing myself to to just, like you said, lean in or be with what the reality of the situation is right now. The other thing that I mm-hmm. see a lot of women do when they hurt themselves physically is they're really mean to their physical body. Mm-hmm. with their languaging yeah. and uh and and that's not very helpful or useful or supportive it when these things happen they're getting our attention 
whether yeah. it's a question to the universe about vulnerability or whether it's about mm -hmm. slowing down or whether whatever it might be something yeah. our bodies need to get our attention and sometimes they they do that with a two by four across the forehead <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes a two by four is, is the only effective thing <laughs> right right <laughs> you know? so but definitely i agree with you 100 percent you came in contact this year with a couple of powerful resources that I'd love for you to share with our listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the, the most transformative um, books that I came in contact with was, is called Love Without Conditions. Hmm. And the book is, you know, initially when I read the, the title, you know, I, was, I kind of felt a little push, like, mm, I don't know about that. You know, I wonder if it's going to be all about you know, kind of enabling people to treat you any kind of way or, you know, something like that. And But as I read it, it really challenged me to find ways of coming into a place of absolute acceptance and how absolute acceptance of whatever, whoever someone is, whatever the experience that I had is not the same as saying, um, I'm not going to make healthy choices in regards to how I handle myself or in, in regards to how I interact with this person. In other words, if I have someone in my life who is uh, toxic, if I accept the fact that they are indeed toxic, this is how they have chosen to go without, through, throughout the world at this time at least, then I no longer feel the need to try to change them, and instead I empower myself to alter the way I engage with them, if I choose to engage with them at all. Mm -hmm. If I don't accept them, I'm constantly either feeling like I need to keep being in their sphere, or keep engaging with them in this way in the hopes that they will change, um, or I need to do something else. It it it. it it's usually that lack of acceptance that keeps us in toxic situations as opposed to accepting this is the way you are. This is just the way you engage with the world. And, right, right. Hmm, I, I, I don't want to engage with the world that way. And because I accept you exactly as you are, I know that the highest and best interest for myself and for you is for us not to engage in this way. So uh, that's just one of the concepts that's touched upon in that book. It's really good and so I highly suggest it. Mm. And the other would be the other resource would be that I became a certified teacher of a body of work called the Art of Feminine Presence, which has just been I've been doing women's work for about twenty years now, um, consciously, and this body of work has just been profoundly uh, relevant to my experience as a woman. It's a, it, there's practices in it, there's a meditation in it, and it just really makes me feel more juicy, more aware, and I find myself, the way I go through the world, being stress-free. You know, I, I tell, I've started telling women, you can live stress-free, and you can take your power back in any experience that you go into. So the art of feminine presence is something that I believe in strongly, and, and I became a, a certified teacher of that body of work, and it's been amazing. Oh, so. good for you. Good for you. Your, you. your energy is just so gorgeous. I, I Just listening to you and, and thinking about all that you've invited into your life and, and how it may unfold for you is uh, you, you're going to have so much fun 
with all of these teachings. <laughs> and and isn't it great when you, when you do step into the the women's circle, the the work of extraordinary women learning mm-hmm. to learning to love and laugh and play and and be together and support one another and and to have these additional uh, opportunities show up, different projects and and uh, mm-hmm. tools and books and all of those things to be able to share them and yeah, good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Tell me about some of your sacred feminine rituals. Well, I have a few. One of them is a a moon um, or womb meditation that I do that is specifically from the Art of Feminine Presence, and it gets me really grounded. It's it's a touch point. I come back to it every day, Mm. um, and it just centers me in my own body and in my own succulence, you know, And, and and it's gives me a place to come back to. I can come back home all the time. And uh, and that's really delicious. I have an orgasmic practice that my beloved and I do together, and we do that daily. And, and I love that because I believe that uh, the nature of feminine essence is to receive, is, mm-hmm. is receiving and not giving. Um, and so, but as women, we tend to be in giving mode as opposed to receiving mode. Right. So this orgasmic practice is all about the receiving of pleasure on my end. And that has been truly profound to feel what it feels like to receive pleasure without any um, push to give it or what do I need to do? Just accept. That's all. Right, right. You know, and and that's been really juicy. And uh, and my moon time practices, which I love to share with women because I like to encourage women, if you can do this, if you can work this into your life, try to, which is, uh, on the first day of my moon or, or, or my menstrual period, I take that day, I speak as little as possible. You know, I speak to my husband, I speak to my children, but as little as possible um, do I talk or, and I try not to use social media or anything like that, you know. And I just, I get in bed and I form a little cocoon and I sleep and I journal and I eat dark chocolate and drink red wine. And it's just such a beautiful way to honor myself and to give myself that little resting period and and also to honor, you know, my moon and my family by saying, you know what, this too is sacred. And and I started teaching that. I have a 14-year-old daughter that's still home and and I've taught that practice to her as well and and she's seeing how beneficial it is for her as well as how beneficial it is for us as a family when she's not talking on that first day. Uh, uh, so that's so great. My my daughter just turned thirteen and um, and began her moon time two months ago, and so uh, we've been having lots and lots of open dialogues for as long as she's mm-hmm. been been willing, and and that's such a great reminder for her. And I love your moon time ritual, and it's very similar to mine. Um, when I read that about you, I'm like, oh, we've known each other for much longer than. This short moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a wonderful way to honor yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure you have some more ideas about how you embody being a, a sovereign goddess. I'd love to have you share a little bit more with us before we wrap up the last couple of questions today. Yeah. Um, I, I, I believe that each woman houses lots of goddess energy 
but it's not always one type, you know. And if you look at uh, pantheons of goddesses throughout many religions and faiths and ideology when it comes to goddesses, there are many different types, mm-hmm. you know. So some goddesses are fierce and some are nurturing and, and then there's some that are healers and, and there's some that are chaos, you know, and you have all of this. There's, you know, some that are sexy and then some that are really chaste and and all of it is goddess energy. So I believe that part of embodying being a sovereign goddess is to look at every facet of who I am as being an expression of a goddess as opposed to saying, well, I'm, I want to be a goddess, so therefore let me be more prescriptive. In other words, being a goddess is descriptive. I am that by definition. It's not a prescriptive set of behaviors. It's all about, oh, well, today I woke up and I feel fierce. Well, man, maybe I'm, I'm embodying this goddess or that goddess. Or today I woke up and I feel really sexy, you know, and I'm feeling, you know, Oshun kind of come through and her sensuality. Or today I feel, you know, a lot more like a nurturing and more mothering. And, and huh, yeah, there's a goddess coming through in that. Mm-hmm. That is how I embody the goddess in my own unique way in every day. Mm, that's such a great way to describe it. And we we do. We have so many archetypes living within us. And to just be mindful of that each day is huge. And yes. while, while I was listening to you, I uh, just pulled my um, Doreen Virtue goddess card deck aside and gave it a little shuffle and, and pulled a card for us today. And, okay. um, and the medicine woman card came up that <laughs> you are a channel for divine healing power. And all I could just do is smile and, mm-hmm. and share it with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> I love that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your inspiration for a beautiful life. Well, I see beauty everywhere. You know, I, I I try to approach the world from a state of curiosity, and you know, where's the miracle today? Where's the where's the beauty that I can see? Um, but the most constant source of beauty that's just continuous in my world is, is my husband. I just find him to be this kind of fascinating, beautiful man. You know, he really sparks me in in wonderful ways. I'm just totally inspired. I'm in love with him, but I'm also inspired by him. He he has this freedom of expression, this freedom of the way he goes through the world. And he embodies what it is to accept. You know, he accepts me fully as I am and... And he, he loves to play with my various facets. So even when I'm feeling, you know, sad or, or frustrated about something, he doesn't pull away from that. He's like, wow, you're really frustrated right now. What's, what's going on? What's that about? And how's that showing up? And he wants to go deeper into it. And, and that, that just inspires me not to shy away from what I consider to be my second place self. Mm. Because he sees that second place self. You know, we all want to be winners. You know, so we love the parts of us that we find to be first place. This is sure, awesome. sure. Kick-ass facet, you know. And, <laughs> and, and But those other parts of us that, you know, aren't kind of bitchy or whiny or lazy or just aren't as, you know, aren't as stellar, you know, from a, from a natural perspective, we tend to shy away from that. And, and he's kind of taught me how to love those facets of myself because he's absolutely in love with them. 
you know? So, so it's like, well, if you can be in love with them, then I can be in love with them. Yes. That's, that's really been beautiful for me. Yeah. That, what, what a gift and a gorgeous connection and something that I'm grateful to say that I understand and, and also have that experience with my mm -hmm. husband and that for women who m might not be in relationship or who have had a different relationship experience, it is possible mm -hmm. yes. to come together with somebody who honors your yes. meanness, <laughs> who honors yes. every bit of you. Yes, yes. And I, and I know our, you know, I know our time is short, but I would really like to drop that in here is, you know, this is my second marriage. I was married for 10 years. And I was not with a man who was conscious. I was not with a man who honored my meaning. He really wanted me to be something else. And, you know, at the end of that relationship, when we, when we went our separate ways, um, I really just kind of dropped that in that I wanted someone who would love me exactly as I am all of me. Uh -huh. And so I always see the fact that, I have my husband in my life and, you know, and, and he's been a part of my world now for over 10 years. You know, as I say, I want to encourage other women who have not had that yet or who, you know, had something other than that, that yes, you definitely can have it. I'm not just lucky. If you desire it, the longing speaks to the ability for you to have it. So if you want it, that means it exists for you. Mm -hmm. and, and I really feel that strongly for my sisters. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. I do too. Tell us about the free gift that you wish to share with Transformation Goddess and, and how our listeners and readers can get in touch with you because I know they're going to want to. <laughs> awesome. Um, so my free gift is my uh, Soul Satisfaction ebook. And it's got quotes in there. It's got motivating mantras, um, journal prompts, exercises, all kinds of things to bring you face to face with your highest truth and introduce you to your authentic self to create a satisfied soul. It, it, I call it rest for the soul. You know, people say mm -hmm. chicken soup for the soul. I call this chocolate for the feminine soul. Mm, all right. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and it's just amazing. So uh, people can reach me through www.richardandnamaste.com um, or at richardandnamaste at gmail.com. I love to talk to people so they can just reach out and connect and and I love to, to talk to women and connect with them in, in profound ways. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you came to this wonderful interview today and that I'm getting to know you more. And I know that our listeners are going to fall in love with you. Namaste. You are such a, a wonderful, shining example of what it is like to be in your goddess nature to be accepting of yourself and in love with your partner and ready and willing to share your gifts with with goddesses in the world you are an inspiration well thank you so much shan i appreciate that greatly and thank you for the work that you're doing with women and for giving me this opportunity i think that your work is profound and transformative and aptly named. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, thank you're welcome. You. Namaste. Take care. Have a gorgeous afternoon. You too.
Thanks for listening to this month's Divine Feminine Spotlight. You're invited to visit TransformationGoddess.com to receive an enchanting audio series to awaken the goddess within.